0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And this week, tech did pretty well, all things considered. Yeah, yeah. Seven and three overall. One and two in softball is not so great. One and one in women's basketball, also not great. But men's basketball and baseball, where they come on five and O. Hell uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, obviously i want to know what's going on with softball and but yeah the baseball team really really impressed me and the basketball teams took care of business at home you know like they always do except for that one game that we won't (laughs) talk about except we will talk about it so
0: yeah pod scheduling is a cruel mistress so yeah let's go ahead and start (laughs) with the men's basketball team thursday night they played fiu at the thomas assembly center tech walked away with a 60 to 57 victory over the golden panthers it was a back and forth game pretty much the entire way yeah But yeah, and so this FIU game starts as a a game you would always like to see starts with the opposing team traveling, which they did a few times throughout the first half of the game. Uh, (laughs) Mo looked great early on. There was one point he had separation. He got a good pass inbound into the the paint and then put up a really good shot. Archibald had a beauty of a three-pointer, and Tech was just moving the ball great. It just looked like Tech came out firing on all cylinders. Everything that's worked all year was working for them early.
1: Yeah, that was... That was really nice to see because, I mean, we've started out so many games recently, just sloppy as hell. And you can kind of tell in the first, you know, four to eight minutes, like, oh, this is how we're going to play tonight. Okay.
0: Yeah. And then FIU realizing that that's the way the game was starting to trend. They called a timeout. And then that timeout sucked all of Tech's energy out of it, apparently. (laughs) Like the Bulldogs that we've seen in the past when they struggled in the first half. They look like that again. FIU went on a 17 to nothing run at one did point. You, did you say 17?
1: I 17? Was, wow.
0: Yes. That's bad. Yeah. FIU turned the ball over a lot early and then Tech started to pretty quickly after the first four minutes were off the clock. Hmm kobe williams got some momentum back for the bulldogs though when he had a steal on the inbound and then drove immediately to the bucket put it up good and then muhammad puts up a nice layup to tie the game at 23 and then guess what happens it's a technical on gordon (laughs)
1: uh what what happened on this one i missed this one
0: yeah i am not sure actually he kind of maybe talked some smack to an opponent after dunking on them which is kind of what happened last Uh, time except with the foul it I was trying to look up to see if these were just the same refs as the other night. <laughs>
1: Did he say and one again? Is that...
0: <laughs> he said and two, and now that's, that's a flagrant two. But, and I don't have this in front of me, but I think they missed both free throws afterwards, and they missed one of them. Something like that. And the ball don't lie, or, or whatever. And then FIU, not too long after, missed a dunk, which Ooh, takes a special talent yeah, to be able to do.
1: That's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> Gordon had another dunk or another play where it looked like he was probably going to get teed up, but the ref realized they didn't really want to throw him out of the game. So they just called a normal foul, like the next possession when <laughs> FIU had the ball. It was, it was not a foul, but it looked like a makeup call for wanting to call another technical.
1: Wow. So is he just hot-headed, or are they are the refs just picking on him for some reason?
0: I think it's a little bit hot-headed, but I think it's also, he started the year very, I want to say awkward, almost like awkward out on the floor. He knew the the team he was on, he knew like where he was supposed to be, but he just looked like he was doing what he was asked to do. And I think maybe the coaches got to him a little bit and said, Hey, look, we need you to step up. We need you to play your style of basketball. And this just right. happens to be his style of basketball. And I'll take a technical every now and then if we get this version right. of him out of court. And,
1: and get some, get some huge plays and big slams and steals and stuff like that. Yeah. You'll take the technical, give them two free shots.
0: Yeah. Especially when they miss at least one of them. So Yeah. <laughs> And then Gordon had another foul not too long afterwards on offense. It was probably a charge there, which I wrote down was a bit more justified than the previous two fouls mm-hmm. called on him. So he was out of the game for a bit. Mm. Uh, not too long after, Derek Jean had a great drive to the bucket, which every now and then you forget how great a player Derek Jean is because of what Bracey's able to do with the ball. Yeah. And it was nice to see, oh yeah, that's right. Before Bracy, we had a year of Jean where this was <laughs> yeah. the point guard of the future. And yeah. He still can be very great, as we'll get to in a very in a very yes. little bit. <laughs> and speaking of technical fouls from earlier, though, they also teed up FIU's big in this game. Oh my gosh, I was not really a fan of that one either. It just would you say there were technical difficulties in this game? I would say there were technical difficulties, but I think your mic broke up, so there were technical difficulties during <laughs> that too.
1: <laughs> I thought you were just giving me that awkward silence treatment again. <laughs> like last time when I talked about Little Women for thirty seconds, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that too. Oh, low column A, low column B. But yeah, late in this game, it felt like it was text game to lose. Kobe Williams turned the ball over by just kind of dribbling across the court looking to either the coach for a signal or something else. He wasn't, he was distracted, basically. FIU player came up, took the ball out of his hand, went across the court and laid it up. Lead was going back and forth (laughs) with two minutes left. Tech took the lead with two and a half minutes with a layup by Amori Archibald, Triple A. Pemberton was fouled on a three-pointer when Tech was up one. He makes two of the shots to make them up three.
1: Yeah, and this is the point where I rushed to turn the game back on because I was busy doing other stuff. And I was like, all right, got to see what happens here.
0: Yeah, it's college basketball. Only the last four minutes matter.
1: Anyway. <laughs> that's that's usually true. So, so yeah, I mean, I turned it on and I saw him make the two free throws and I was like, oh wow, we made two free throws down the stretch, but I didn't realize he was
0: fouled on a three. <laughs> yeah. He missed the first, made this second two. <laughs> oh. One three, FIU missed a shot. Bracy added a layup on the other side of the floor to make the lead five. FIU made a layup with 50 seconds left to bring lead back down to three. Then yeah. with 15 seconds left, Gene oh, got a man. steal. Yeah. And got rolled up on pretty bad. It, it, he looked, to be in a lot of pain
1: yeah he hit the floor really hard like I mean nobody wants to injure anybody on purpose right but like it was really just kind of like incidental contact and from the blind side and Gene didn't see it coming and he kind of gathered the loose ball and then just got kind of whacked and fell down really awkwardly and he was really slow to get up but you know they called the foul so he he goes to the line up three right and yeah. uh, so you're like, just just somehow make one of them. You know, he's limping around up to the line and you're like, oh, man, like can he even move his arms to make a shot? I, I don't know. But uh, the answer was no, he could not make the shots because he missed both of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so uh, unfortunately, that meant that he could not sub out of the game.
0: So FIU got the ball back, only down three, one possession game, final seconds. Antonio Day took the ball, put up a shot, and...
1: Day was at... Two seconds, one second. The show was blocked. The show was blocked by Derek Jean. Wow. How about? How about that? Derek Jean? Bill. Wow. In agony just a few seconds ago after hitting the floor hard and he gets up and makes the play of the game for his team and sends his Bulldogs to a sure spot in the top pod of Conference USA bonus play.
0: So much fun. Hell yeah. What college basketball is all about. Yeah.
1: So unfortunately for Derek Jean, he could not get off the court earlier because he missed the free throws so he couldn't sub out. Fortunately for Tech, (laughs) Derek Jean was still on the damn floor because he won the game. So I mean, just blocked the final shot, and I think Kobe Williams came up with the rebound, and uh, it was it was just like pandemonium uh, there in the in the tech. Um, and it'll be really interesting because FIU is also in the top pod, so we got to play them again in a couple weeks. So
0: yeah, and that final action kind of described the whole game—a very defensive-heavy affair. Tech shot the ball thirty-eight point one percent from the field, and FIU shot thirty-nine point seven. That's yeah either very bad or not very but decently bad offense okay pretty good defense
1: yeah yeah it's it's okay it's not it's not the worst we've seen (laughs) that's for sure yeah
0: that's (laughs) that's fair yeah uh tech had 41 rebounds and out rebounded fiu by three the golden panthers had 38 but it was fairly even throughout
1: yeah i mean not much else to say it was it was a fun exciting game that really came down to the last shot and that's what you want right i mean obviously we like winning by a lot and not having to worry but uh but, you know, the game's more fun when you're when you're into it the whole time, and the crowd's really into it there at the end.
0: Yeah, so Tech follows up that exciting, <laughs> action-packed game with a complete blowout of the FAU Owls.
1: Yeah, uh, so uh, neither of us were able to watch this game, full disclosure. Yeah, like Nathan said, it was a blowout. Tech led by as many as 25 points, and just had a really really good day shooting the ball we shot 48 percent from the field Uh, meanwhile the owls from boca raton shot 33 percent that's going to win you any game yeah one thing worth mentioning is that tech shot 10 for 12 from the line which is 83.3% 83.3% and very good outing there. Not a lot of attempts, but um, you know, at least you made most of them, I guess. Uh, and Tech ends up winning 81-68, so only a 13-point win at the end of the day. But yeah, it, it just was never even close. So Tech really dominated them.
0: It's a game that doesn't feel like it matters at first because FIU, the victory over the Golden Panthers, propelled Tech into the top pod and locked up their spot and really just Again, I don't really care about finishing one through four as long as we finish in the top four. Yeah. Again, like the NIT is a thing, but to me, it's it's really not that big of a deal. Of course, if we make it, it will become a big deal. But honestly, we'll probably make the NIT.
1: Like, I mean, unless we completely fall apart here, like if we're even second and then make a push in the tournament, but don't win it. You're looking at an NIT bid, I think, anyway. But uh, I guess maybe maybe I'm taking that for granted. Uh, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. And of course, the best basketball game I've ever seen in my life was an NIT game against Iona. So I shouldn't criticize it too much. But again, the goal is to get to the big dance. And just getting the top four spot in the tournament, in the CUSA tournament, getting the first round by I, wish I
1: had been born later, so that I would have been at tech for that game instead of in grad school already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fine. I wish I was born a couple years earlier so I could have gone on the Pointsettable oh, trip.
1: Yeah, hey, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a great trip. Yeah.
0: So moving on to uh, pod play, Tech will take on North Texas this Saturday at three PM Central after Tech finishes in the top pod third place overall behind north texas and western kentucky
1: yep and unfortunately all of the pod games are not on espn plus we've raved about espn plus this whole season and now we don't get any more of it because i guess they just didn't like did no one tell espn like hey buy these games too (laughs) i I don't know why but uh yeah this game's gonna be on stadium uh which i think at least streams free on their free for website
0: free. i think yeah so uh, we haven't played north texas this year of course uh, yeah we, we played a school called no texas <laughs> with like no period texas and they beat us 51 to 50 after no, no that didn't
1: that i don't remember that yeah that it can't
0: it, have happened it's weird but yeah this is a different team so there's no juju okay. here uh <laughs> yeah but yeah in the previous game against north texas uh the game was very close at the end north texas had the final shot that went in to to win the game as the buzzer sounded they reviewed the final shot for what was it 12 yes, minutes it's
1: some ludicrous amount of time
0: and decided that okay you know what let's go home yeah. <laughs> and decided that the mean green won yeah. the game yeah <laughs> Uh, We talked about them before a little bit, back to when we previewed that game. Uh, But just to go over it a little bit again, what North Texas is good at this year so far has been effective field goal percentage, which that's like normal field goal percentage, like how often you make shots. But it weighs three-pointers a bit more heavily since they're worth more points. So that makes sense. North Texas, lowercase e, uppercase FG percentage, (laughs) effective field goal percentage, is 56%, which is the fifth best in the nation. So
1: are they exceptional at three-pointers or just really good at (laughs) two-pointers?
0: And two-pointers, they rank 22nd in the country at 54.5%. And three-pointers, they rank 7th in the country at 38.8%. They shoot 54% from two? Wow. And 76.1% from the free throw line, which is not included in that, but is 32nd in the country. So just with the ball in their hand, they're great. Wow. Or with the ball in their hand and the ball in the air towards the bucket, they're great. What they're bad at, though, is both turning the ball over on steals and having their shots get blocked. They are 312th in the nation at having their shots get blocked and 327th in the nation at giving up steals. So just throw the ball up and i will go in. Just If you're North Texas, don't pass back and forth, just run across the court, put up a shot, and there's, I guess, a really good chance of it going down and scoring. I you guess,
1: points. interestingly, they only shot 38.3% against Tech in that first matchup. Of course, Tech only shot 36.7%, so that didn't help us much. And they only shot 27% from three in that game and had three of their shots blocked. So, you know, whatever happened in Ruston that day, both teams that are pretty good offensively were not good at all (laughs) it was 51 to 50 is the final score so that tells you a lot right there but i don't know if it was the way tech defended them or if just you know they shrank the rims for that day i'm not sure but it would be interesting to see if this game is going to be the complete opposite (laughs) or if it'll be another kind of slugfest
0: yeah so you have to tune in saturday to wherever stadium is streaming this game to find out uh yeah so
1: tech uh, is currently ranked 78th uh, nationally in ken palm which is you know, pretty pretty okay. We didn't move much after the two games against the Florida Twins. Um North Texas is 73rd, and so Ken Palm gives Tech a thirty-six percent chance to win this game. Um, it is Ooh. in Denton, so that makes a big difference.
0: The super pit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so uh they, they predict that the final score will be sixty-nine to sixty-five. Not yeah, nice, not nice not so in nice. This context. Um mm. And we'll definitely preview the other pod games in much more detail because, um, but they're, they're not until next week and the week after. So we'll just for now, we'll say that on the, on February 27th, we play at Western Kentucky. We got a 48% chance to win that. And Ken Palm says it'll be a 71 to 70 loss. So that's. Sucks. Then on March 4th, we play FIU at home. Uh, We have an 82% chance to win that one, and it's giving us a 77 to 67 win. March 7th, we play Charlotte at home, and it gives us an 80% chance to win that game, 69 to 60.
0: So the odds pretty much go up as the week goes along. It starts at thirty-six, then forty-eight percent, eighty-two, then I guess down to eighty a little bit. But definitely the last two games are tech's easiest to win when it comes to pod play. And again, tech can't fall below fifth place when it comes to the final conference standing. Uh tech's chance to sweep pod play though and contend for a regular season title as the number one seed in the tournament as well is eleven point three percent. So flip a coin a bunch of times. and eventually you'll get around the odds that tech is able to to win that number one seed yeah Uh, we are currently two games back from first place, so we'll need help. Even if we just win every game, since there are yeah. only four games remaining, we, on we
1: need North Texas to lose at least one other game um, to to have a chance. And I have no idea how the tiebreakers—they'll <laughs> change the rules
0: again anyway. So. Right,
1: right. They'll they'll say like whichever campus is closest to a Chipotle, and that's going to be <laughs>
0: <laughs> way to steal from my baseball contest questions from last year. But okay. <laughs> Before we get to baseball, though, <laughs> oh, yeah. you want to give us an update on the Lady Texter's basketball?
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, this week, they also played the Florida Twins. Um, they went down to Miami, I guess, and uh, totally destroyed them. They shot 46% from the field, um, added 11 steals, which sounds like a lot, and they ended up winning 68-44 to 44 and really just dominated. It was a real team effort. Grayson Bright had the most points and she had 16. So uh, nobody really stood out necessarily. But uh, then they went to Boca Raton. And played Florida Atlantic, which uh, both of these teams, the Florida Twins, are uh, bottom dwellers in women's basketball. They're in the bottom five, uh, which is unfortunately where the Texters are, too. But this one was a real back and forth affair. And the Texters fell 77 to 75 on a last minute shot from FAU. And like I said, this game could have gone either way. And it really sucks to lose uh, this kind of game this late in the season. We're currently 11th in CUSA. After splitting that road trip and the five games left are against the ninth, 14th, second, 13th and third place teams respectively. So you got to win those three and hope to improve your position going into the conference tournament. But, you know, things aren't necessarily looking looking great from the Texter perspective.
0: And then to add on to another Texas team, the softball Lady Texas had a pretty rough week as well. They had two games that were either rained out or postponed due to field conditions and lost to Evansville and Austin P. But they did beat Evansville. They're now two and six overall. To give an idea really quickly of where they are in terms of rank and stuff like that. Massey ratings also covers softball, fortunately. They are ranked two hundred and twenty-third in the country. I didn't see how many teams there were, but at least 289 because that was the rank of alabama a&m the first win that they had on the year uh, last weekend and metairie they won eight nothing uh this week's opponents evansville they split that series one and one one win one loss evansville is 173rd austin p is 108th and they lost to austin p to three to two Man. this week they play lsu on wednesday and then Princeton Friday, Texas Tech Saturday, Syracuse also Saturday, Princeton again Sunday, Houston Sunday. Wow. And that's it. That seems like a lot of games and maybe Massey just is getting the schedule wrong here. No, they
1: play a lot of doubleheaders in softball. Okay. Yeah.
0: And and they do all these tournament
1: things where they have like, you know, five or six teams come in, come in and, you know, play, they all play each other. So I think softball games only take like 90 minutes too, because they're yeah. seven inning max. So
0: yeah lsu is ranked ninth according Ooh. to massey the Texas have a 14 percent chance to win with a final score prediction of five to one princeton is ranked 250th having not played a game yet apparently <laughs> tech is given an 86 percent chance to win with a final score prediction of five to one that's for both of their games because there's right. no real reason to run the simulation twice <laughs> texas tech is ranked 25th in the country tech has a 25 percent chance of beating them but Kind of cool, except not really, because tech is favored to lose. Not favored in this game, predicted to lose four to two. And then finally, Syracuse is 133rd in the country. Tech is given a 58% chance to beat them huh. with a final score prediction of four to three. Wow.
1: Yeah, hopefully they can get things turned around. I'm not really sure how to explain, you know, why they've started off so poorly. I mean, they got a new coach, obviously, but the new coach was you know we had high hopes so hopefully they'll they'll get it figured out especially before conference play because all you got to do is win the conference tournament and you're in ncaa's so yep
0: regular season does not matter <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> but we won't tell ourselves that for baseball since tech baseball went yeah way you know, on opening week regular season is the best so yeah let's let's start with game number one <laughs> yeah against ull a game that tech won two to one I'm sorry i just keep saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Fincher made his Bulldogs starting debut as he pitched for six innings against ULL. He gave up one hit, which was a lone solo home run in the fourth inning, giving him an ERA on the weekend and on the season of 1.50. And like we said, Tech went 3-0 over the weekend, which was in part due to the fact that that 1.5 ERA, which is amazing in college baseball, small sample size, but whatever, that 1.5 ERA is the worst across the team
1: yeah so basically jonathan fincher sucks right like he'll yeah. he'll never see the mound again is that what i'm hearing
0: yeah i think his mom follows us on twitter so let's not get <laughs> too carried away with those jokes but yeah when you're when your worst statistical pitcher for the weekend and worst is in quotes here only gives up one run <laughs> and he gave up one hit <laughs> yeah he had three base runners he walked two batters
1: <laughs> and gave up well i guess The one hit was a home run. Does that count as a base runner? I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess so. Yeah. So the the real story of this game, though, was that after Fincher went out, after obviously having a great outing, um, shout out Jonathan Fincher's mom, if you're listening, um, (laughs) but, you know, Kyle Krieger came in next uh, and he is the six foot two uh, reliever that Tech added. um, And he pitched the remaining three innings and faced nine batters and struck out six of them. (laughs) (laughs) and obviously retired the other three as well and so he allowed zero runs on zero hits and uh so yeah it was so impressive to to watch this guy go out and strike out six of his first nine d1 batters that he ever faced and you know ull is a really good team like i know we hate them right but like they're good at baseball so you know this was this was a very impressive game from the uh pitching standpoint
0: yeah it's It's early on in baseball, and this is especially true in the major leagues, when the weather is colder, the bats aren't as active. You'll typically see higher scoring games closer to May when the ball travels further through the the hot air. But still, holding opponent to one point, one run, sorry, before the baseball people grab their pitchforks, (laughs) holding opponent to one run, holding the next opponent to zero runs, and then holding the next next opponent to also zero runs is... Spoiler alert. Insane. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird opening up the box score seeing the scoring summary and only seeing three lines in it because right. <laughs> only three times the runner scored. And and just for
1: perspective, last year in the opening weekend series, three games, there were 57 runs scored. So I know you're saying like in cold weather, it's it's harder, but like yeah. Tech gave up one. Last year, they gave up 27 in the first weekend. And now they went 3-0 and you know,
0: then too, but – Yeah, this is me protecting uh my hopes for this season by saying, Well, maybe it's just slightly a fluke and so like not getting my hopes up too high because they've No, we're we're going going forty five and no, Nathan.
1: Okay. Or however many games there are. I don't know how many games there are we'll
0: win forty five in a row and then never win another game. Oh my gosh. That would be yeah, very and bad. I, I really think Krieger coming in the game and pitching that well, this game and another game later in the series over the weekend, to hit, have him come in when I was trying to do my best to do research about all these new guys coming in and which ones are going to be highly touted and which ones are going to have a huge impact right off the bat. And he was named Conference USA Pitcher of the Week after this weekend, and I didn't even know <laughs> I had seen his name on the roster, but knew nothing about him. Yeah, I just took that as a slight and had to go prove me wrong. And so I would take, I would take all the credit for text three and know, start is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think I think what we're hearing here is that the GTPDD Research Department uh, is
0: not not world class like we thought it was. But <laughs> what we're saying is we need more money. So if you ever want to support, anyway, um, Tech followed up. Yeah, hit us up on Patreon. We're not there, but you know yeah (laughs) create a patreon for us we'll give you (laughs) our bank information (laughs) tech followed up that victory over the first victory over louisiana lafayette that's fun to say with a victory over southeastern louisiana a two nothing affair this time
1: yeah so speaking of that 57 run extravaganza last year that was against southeastern so uh holding them to zero runs this season when they put up 27 and three games uh last year was uh was impressive. Again, I mean the pitching the pitching is really the story of the weekend for me. I kind of expected this game to be higher scoring, but Tyler Fallis uh started the game uh and pitched five shutout innings. Um this game tech gave up six hits overall, I think. So not quite the uh what about the bunch of scrubs? Yeah, I know, right? Um <laughs> and then uh Kyle Griff came on in the sixth and pitched three more shutout innings um and finally bo billings came on for the save in the ninth collectively text pitching staff in this game struck out nine batters and only allowed six hits but no runs so yeah so i mean again what can you ask for they they didn't give up any runs <laughs>
0: yeah i do want to say really quickly because i looked this up uh the games last year were, were played at in 65 degree weather and this uh, year they're played <laughs> in 55 degree oh, so weather. that 10 degrees makes the 27 yeah. run difference <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i'm saying <laughs> yeah another another short game tech scored only on one opportunity with two runs um when myers singled in right center field and scored uh brantley and bates as the two the two scores yeah yeah just pitching dominated this game but pitching dominated every game so far this year.
1: yeah and and uh it's worth mentioning it's only three but still <laughs> <laughs> it's worth mentioning too that that was uh myers's first uh hit in college baseball he's a redshirt freshman his first ever hit as bulldog was a single to right center that uh that ended up being the difference in that game so pretty pretty exciting for him as well
0: yeah and it looks like southeastern's pitching was better last year too they shut out tech until the eighth inning right that's, yeah that's pretty good tech only scored two runs that's still great yeah or, that's still great shut out, shut out defense from southeastern but tech loaded up the bases after a walk and a hit by pitch southeastern intentionally walked cole mcconnell leaving the bases loaded with two outs for darius myers before that single to right center that drove them in
1: yeah so i mean i mean you know through two games on saturday we're we outscored opponents four to one. And as as we've talked about, the pitching staff was really impressive. And you're kind of going into Sunday's game against ULL thinking like, you know, is this game going to be more of the same or is it going to be a complete like offensive explosion? Because, you know, also early in the season, part of it is that the teams haven't been able to do much yet because it's still cold outside. Like you can't necessarily have a bunch of full team practices because the weather in Louisiana is just always unpredictable but especially this time of year it's like oh hey
0: wet Especially there's
1: ice today and tomorrow it's going to be 75 and thunderstorms and then the next day it's like 52 and sunny for like three hours so we can get a practice in then <laughs> but until then we're yeah. just in the batting cages so so yeah i really didn't know what to expect going into this this sunday afternoon game
0: yeah and you would think after two games of low scoring like you can understand why a third game on sunday would also be low scoring but because the temperature increased from 55 degrees to 61 degrees (laughs) tech ended up scoring 10 runs against the raging cajuns and won the game 10 (laughs) nothing i thought you were a stats guy man come on (laughs) the weather is part of the stats it's in the stat line (laughs) at the very top of the box this is some voodoo nonsense nathan come on (laughs) Should I also mention that the earth is flat? <laughs> anyway, yeah, tech scored 10 runs, all coming in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. Yeah. Eight in the seventh, and then a couple security blankets of runs in the eighth and ninth yeah. on 11 hits and no errors. Yeah,
1: but I'm going to start out again by talking about the pitching staff because we also allowed zero runs to ULL again. <laughs> or, well, they scored one the first time, but whatever. But also <laughs> another one hitter for Tech's uh, for Tech staff. So Jarrett Worf, I'm guessing is how you say his name pitched six and a third innings uh he allowed that one hit but again zero runs and he struck out seven batters and this was his first action as a bulldog pitcher as well um he actually had a no-no going until the fifth and then uh, uh the next inning we brought on true freshman Casey Ulett, who came on and retired all eight batters he faced and picked up his first save as a bulldog so again great great pitching so now let's get into the exciting stuff <laughs>
0: Yes, I should actually follow the notes that we have for the episode. (laughs) But yeah, much like Saturday night against the Lions, Tech started off pretty slow from the plate. Uh, Tech had hits throughout the beginning of the game, but just could not get them across and and score the runs. This game was scoreless through the sixth inning until Tech came up in the seventh. where George Corona, the new starting catcher, singled and then stole second. Taylor Young reached on an error. Wells singled to load up the bases. Then Parker Bates came through. And broke the tie with a grand slam home run to right field, as called by Dave Nitz. The stretch by the right hander and the pitch. Hit toward right
1: field, down the line. It's up and it is gone. A home run! A grand slam home run for Parker Bates. Boy, you gotta love that. That takes care of the shutout. Parker Bates, touch them all on a grand slam home run. Here in the seventh inning.
0: The damage wasn't done yet, though, as Tech put up four more runs in just that inning alone, and then two more, one in the eighth and one in the ninth. And Tech gave ULL, fittingly, their second L of opening yep. weekend. Always got to remind them.
1: Always got to remind them. You got to love it. Looking forward to oh, giving
0: them mind. two more later in the year.
1: <laughs> as, as Dave Nitz so eloquently says it, <laughs> you got to love it. So, so yeah so what yeah. are what are some of your uh impressions you know from opening weekend i know small sample size whatever blah 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 stats yeah.
0: but like you just took my first paragraph away but yeah i mean small sample size is a thing like tempering expectations is a thing either if they went oh and 3 or 3 and 0 it's it's one weekend of baseball but pitching was a thing that tech needed to do well this year. yeah that was the question mark entering the season is will tech be able to pitch we know they can hit usually not every game will you have someone able to score 10 runs against, but you can usually count on at least a few runs from this offense, even on off nights, but can this pitching deliver? Follis was great last year. Fincher was great last year out of the pen. How can they transition to be starters? They did amazing. And at least their first start. Right.
1: Against good teams, too. Both of these teams are ranked yeah. in the top, what, at least top half of Massey. So, I mean,
0: yeah. really. Probably better than that, I yeah. would think. These were two of the better teams Tech was going to play this year on the schedule. These aren't scrubs that Tech played this weekend, and there's not really many scrubs on the schedule yeah. at all. But you cannot have wished for a better opening weekend for the yeah, no, I, I
1: mean, and as you can probably guess, my impression is that the pitching staff, which we had questions about last week, uh, you know, in Nathan's previews, I, I could not be more impressed with them. I mean, they gave up two hits to ULL in two games. Like that, that's, yeah. they're a good team. They went two for 58. Like that's insane. <laughs> and, uh, and only scored one run in three games against us. So I'm mean, uh, like the whole weekend only gave up one run. So bleed tech blue pointed out that even the whole weekend batters went eight for 89 across <laughs> all three games for an average of
0: point zero nine zero, which is only slightly better than my batting average in little league. <laughs> I was not very good. I was a lefty specialist that specialized at getting just hit by the baseball and getting on base and then pitch running right <laughs> for. Speaking forth. of getting hit
1: by the pitches, too, Tech got hit by seven to start out. So that's a pretty good start for hey. Nathan's favorite stat there. Hey, HBP, baby. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, and I'm just like, I can't wait to watch Kyle Kriger, uh come in and relief this weekend or maybe on Tuesday. I, I'm not sure when the next time we get to see him is, but man six strikeouts in nine batter space like dude like save some for later man come on
0: (laughs) we would have been impressed by four you know (laughs) yeah yeah and so hopefully we'll be able to see him or just anybody else that hopefully at least be able to see more great pitching this upcoming week as tech plays mcneese this tuesday and then friday saturday and sunday against troy mcneese is rated as the number 100th team of the country according to massey and is four and oh Gives us a 55% chance to win this game. And then against Troy, Massey ranks them at 55 in the country. They are also 4-0, and Massey gives Tech a 48% chance for each of those games. Of course, there's, every game will be different because that's how baseball is. But no, every game will end from 5-4, <laughs> Troy yeah, winning. Pretty much. I mean, I mean, no, not that. Yeah, yeah please. Please, no. else. dear God.
1: Yeah. And, you know, these will be tough tests as well, especially uh, all four games on the road, which, as we know, most of the games will not truly be at home for Tech this year. But so you said both teams are 4-0, but I just have to point out that uh, McNeese played Mississippi Valley State and Troy beat Northern Kentucky four times. Mississippi Valley State is ranked 300th. Nathan, how many D1 baseball teams are there?
0: There are three hundred and one.
1: Yeah, so to be three hundred, you gotta be pretty damn bad. Yeah. And to be number two eighty four, like Northern Kentucky is, you also have to be pretty damn bad. So forgive me for not being super impressed uh, by McNeese and Troy's four and zero, and being much more impressed by Tex three and zero.
0: Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Uh, again, cautious optimism is pretty much my whole nah, reckless philosophy. optimism. Reckless. Well, then that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog where we have a five-part baseball preview series out. And I am taking a break for writing things for a little bit. But yeah, he says we.
1: <laughs> he says we as if I had anything to do.
0: I kind of edited one of them, but... <laughs> How dare you touch Your work. Your babies. (laughs) So anyway, that's at gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And go tech. Please don't die. Please don't.
1: I don't know or however many games. And Yogi's
0: barking. He agrees. Yeah, that's what barking means. <laughs> All right, Yogi, you're, you're pretty talkative tonight. You want to do the ending of the show? Yogi, come here.